down my new year's resolutions yet yeah sometimes those come like the week after yep you do less resolution well maybe you do resolutions there's a whole thing of more reflection yes on the past and the future more than like full-on resolutions there's words that are chosen i love i love a good clean slate yeah i love a good like let's clean out some closets and throw some things away and just like start anew yeah but I honestly, I don't know what my resolutions are going to be this year. Do you have any? Be a good mom. Aww. <laughs> That's a new one. Not one you would have had before. See, it's brand new. Learn what that means. <laughs> <laughs> what What is parenting? <laughs> Can't wait to see what 2024 into 2025 resolutions uh, are going to be. Yeah. I still have not come to terms with this. It's fine. <laughs> well, what's weird also is, so we will still have some season 12 releases in 2024 as we are preparing for season 13. Mm, crazy. But the one we are releasing today and a fitting end of the year was the opening of season 12. It's now the closing of 2024. Look at that. Justified. Tied it together nicely. Things. Beautiful. Mm, try. Uh the Justified City Primeval panel, which was our opening night with FX uh, on June. Oh, gosh, I've already forgotten the dates. June 1st? Yes. We did June 1st. Yes. Right. I know we're already in the 2024 dates. Yeah. So it's hard. May 30th hard to jump through June 2nd for yep. anyone who wants to know. Um, But what's interesting is, I mean, there's lots of things to talk about. We have, we were very excited for this show. It went swimmingly. Uh. And we have, like, such a strong history with with Justified. So was very honored to have it for opening night. Would have honestly had my feelings pretty hurt if (laughs) (laughs) guys, good to not hurt our feelings. Um, But the show ended up, which is all aired and is on Hulu, FX on Hulu. Mm -hmm. You can watch all of the episodes, limited series, very easy to watch. Raylan Givens is back with a whole new cast, but nothing to do with the premiere. For those that are Justified fans, you need to watch this show just for the finale. <laughs> Isn't the, it just the last like three minutes of the finale too? Like the last 10 minutes. Okay, great. Um, I mean, the whole show is great. And I actually had read the book and, and did really love having Raylan Givens back in my life, the man in the hat. But the last 10 minutes give a nod to the original Justified in a way that I screamed when I saw it and both congratulated the people I knew and got mad at them for not telling me (laughs) at the same time and hope that it means we get more Justified at some future date. Um, But that has nothing to do with the premiere in this conversation, which, you know, eligible for Emmys next year. Maybe that helps us get more episodes. There you go. The following year. So like everybody take a look. It's beautifully shot. Great production design. Um, I did want to add in, this was not a casualty to, but was an adjustment because of the strike, the writer's strike. Well, there were no writers on the panel. Yeah. Yes. 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 Which Definitely was, not a casualty. No. But. Nope. But was just a thing that 
you know, last minute adjustments is, but, that had to happen. But still, I mean, such a entertaining group it's of such people an that entertaining were up there. Group of people. Sarah Timberman is a producer that's on that was on Original Justified. It's really a lot of the same team, um, and she is on this panel as as a producer. Um, but the most entertaining part of the panel for everyone is Tim Oliphant and his daughter, <laughs> Vivian Oliphant. And she plays his daughter in the show. And there's some fun snark thrown back. I mean, it's a little comedy <laughs> show for anybody that wants it. And Dan Feinberg from The Hollywood Reporter just rolls with it. And they were fun to watch in real life, too. Like a, a good father. Da- talk about like parenting resolutions. <laughs> like there's a good father daughter dynamic happening between the two of them. And they seem to to be pretty great. I love it. I love it. I love when we have related pairs of people know, siblings you know or spouses or yep parent and child yeah. you just get a different look inside the industry mm-hmm. and inside the inner workings of people when yeah. they're put on stage with yeah. relatives they were great I, the whole team was great i mean boyd stuck around boyd holbrook's on it as he's a great villain in the show uh very soft-spoken in real life and stuck around for like four days of the festival just like i think he used to live in austin so he's hanging out with his family. His his dad came, and Tim and Vivian did a few. Like they were they were also fun off stage. Like they yeah. watched the show. They laugh. Like it's funnier than you think it is. Always funnier when you watch it with an audience. They really enjoyed. Well, my favorite with that is they were upstairs at the Paramount, yeah. like in the Houdini Lounge, the green room, and we're just talking and we're not going to watch it. They're like, we've all seen it. We don't want to watch it and heard the audience laugh for the first time. And then all and then basically <laughs> went running to the balcony to like sit and then they disappeared for yeah. the rest of the screening yeah. and just wanted to watch and watch it with the audience and hear the audience react, which is one of my favorite things that happens at the festival is just seeing people Why? experience There's a television festival. It is. To watch things together and react and get that experience and it will always be my favorite thing that most people who make TV don't get to hear their audience. And that's what they get. Well, and seeing a show like this on such a big screen yeah. at the Paramount, you get to see how beautiful it is. Like, we can obviously see it on our TV screens at home. Sure. But, like, in a theater setting like that, it just yeah. adds such that additional intensity to it. Yeah. I remember the year before when we did Dark Winds watching oh, yeah. the creator team do the tech check and watch the, the opening scenes like bank robbery and a truck blows up and they were just like, because oh, it's on <laughs> such a big screen. It's beautiful. But yeah, we opening night is always a special place in our hearts. Um, the Paramount is a very historic, beautiful place to watch TV and film, but like to see things in that setting with those audiences. And then to see a mixture of cast and creatives come out. And I love it when they give each other a hard time. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's a fun time and makes you want to watch the show, which yes. is the point. Because you're like, you had fun making this. Yeah. You can just tell. Even when shows have harder subjects, which not that this one necessarily like does, but it's a darker shows or whatnot. When you know the people had fun making them and yeah. really enjoyed each other, I feel like you can just feel it in the mood of the show when you're watching it. Which I do think, for those that don't know, I mean, Justified ended a while ago. And this, from what I can tell from anecdotally on the panel and conversations off of the panel, this was like Tim Oliphant being like, we should do this again. How do we do this again? <laughs> and they did a an adaptation of a different Elmore Leonard book that wouldn't have Raylan Givens in it, but they made it work thematically but it came from them 
wanting to work with each other again. So the writer's room had Dave Andron and Taylor, Taylor Elmore and Michael Dinner both wrote and directed all people from the original Justified produced by the original people. It really was the coming together of a team of people who wanted to do it again. Yeah. And that's special. That's all we got. I know it's that's special. the end. This Happy is the holidays. end of 2023. Any yeah. final thoughts on 2023? <sighs> We're done. <laughs> <laughs> it is over. We will now sleep for a few days and then hit the ground running in 2024. Yeah. Chasing a child. <laughs> <laughs> if that child's already walking. I know. Like, it's not. No. <laughs> Um, so with that, enjoy Justified City Primeval, moderated by Dan Feinberg of The Hollywood Reporter. Let's bring out what is a rather terrific panel of talent. We're going to start with executive producer Sarah Timberman. Then, she plays Willa Givens, Vivian Oliphant. She plays Sandy, and I'm going to try to avoid being a Rectify fanboy now, Adelaide Clemens. His character is Clement, but folks call him the Oklahoma wild man, Boyd Holbrook. And finally, he's an executive producer on the show, but he also acts a little, Timothy Oliphant. Sarah, I believe you had uh, something you wanted to read for us. Hey, y'all. So, so um, conspicuously absent here are any of the writers behind this show. Um, we're really sad about that. It's it's really a, like a writer's show, this show, starting with Elmore Leonard on through Graham. And then this season, Dave Andron and Michael Dinner did an amazing job as showrunners. So quickly, in their absence, uh, Dave and Michael had this to say. City Primeval is a work of love. We got back together with people we dig working in the writer's room. We got to be with Raylan in the next phase of Raylan's life. We got to play in Elmore Leonard's universe again. But because of the standoff and negotiations between the WGA and the AMPTP, we cannot be with you to honor the actors and collaborators who are our dance partners. We are members and supporters of the WGA. The members deserve a new contract and a fair deal, as do the members of the DGA and SAG. We look forward to the near future when these issues will be resolved. As we say, it starts with the writers. So, Sarah, let's start then at that point. When did the conversations first start going around about turning City Primeval, which is not a Raylan Givens book, into a justified Raylan Givens TV series? It was actually, it's, it's funny because Michael Dinner and, and Dave Andron and the other writers talk a lot about Elmore Leonard's cosmic coincidences. And... Um, in terms of the nature of the storytelling, and this was kind of a cosmic coincidence because my partner, Carl Beverly, had come across this book and was saying, hmm, 
we should think about it. It's not a Raylan story, but it's pretty great. And we were looking into it. And then Tim came across a book. I said, well, it's not a Raylan Gibbons story, but maybe it could be. And we all realized the potential in that hugely. Michael had been thinking about doing something with it for a long time, too. I think somewhere Quentin Tarantino's interest played a, a role in the thing. So there was kind of a, a lot of parties arrived at the same conclusion, which is that this could be the basis for a next great chapter in Raylan Gibbons' life. Um, and FX supported that 100%. And here we are. Well, Timothy, you'd had the experience of Deadwood ending and then, and we can clap for Deadwood if we want to. Woo! And almost from the second it ended, people started saying, okay, when are we going to get the movie? When are we going to get things wrapped up? And it took over a decade for it to actually happen. Did you, when you started talking about bringing Justified back, did you assume it was going to be the same kind of situation, the, you know, where it was going to be 20 years down the road you were eventually going to do it? Were you amazed by how fast this actually happened? No. <laughs> First of all, uh, thank you for doing this. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, it was, uh, and I also want to, first of all, it was just a treat watching this with you guys. We were all sitting up there. You guys are a great audience. I hope everybody watches the same show you guys watch. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, and I also want to shout out to our writers who, um, I hope those fuckers get everything they're asking for. Lord knows they deserve it. I, I, I was just like counting laughs, and and uh, writers did that for me. Yeah. They gave me all those laughs, and uh, and there was some heart there, and there was a lot of great stuff, and, and none of it exists without a writer. And uh, if you say to a chat but thing to write season nine, it'll suck. <laughs> Sorry, you had a question. Well, when it comes to revisiting these roles that have been so indelible, what excites you about coming back to them? And do you feel any, I don't want to say fear, do you feel, feel any nervousness about it? Uh, no different than I feel about any really great part uh, or any great opportunity. It's the same thing. You, you're looking for, uh, you know, oh, this is right in my sweet spot and I'm not sure if I can do it. And that, that, this falls right in there. This seems like the show, and I was watching it, and I'm like, it's not the show. Um, I don't know if we're going to pull it off. Um, that's very exciting. It's a very exciting place to be. Anything else is kind of boring. Um, as far as Deadwood versus this, I never thought Deadwood would happen. I didn't quite honestly think I wanted it to happen, and it was such a lovely experience, uh, perhaps nudge this. I, I stay in touch with a lot of the folks of this show, um, I stay in touch with the writers. We'd always talked about wanting to do it. Uh, I just love them. I love the collaboration. I look forward to the opportunity to be in the room with them. They don't necessarily look forward to the opportunity of me being in the room, <laughs> but I, I love it. And uh, I would do it uh, again and again. So much of the premiere is kind of 
hinting at the way the world has changed around Raylan since we last saw him. I'm curious how much you think Raylan has actually changed and how much you actually want Raylan to have changed. Uh, Very little. (laughs) You just want him to, you know, the sweet thing about, I think, the Elmore world, people change just a little bit, and you never want it to feel preachy. But you want to challenge him, and you and, and you want him to be complicated, and you want him to have a tough time. Sarah, from your perspective, how do you look at what the show's sweet spot is? How do you look at when you see a script, when you see a cut? Yes, that feels like Justified versus eh, it's kind of it's it's the ChatGPT version of it. <laughs> it's you know you hate to come back to the old famous thing they say about pornography, you know, when you, when you see it, but you, you know a justified script when you read one, you know, I think, um, and it was, I'll just echo what Tim said, just hearing the laughter out there is music to all of our ears, because I think um, the show at its best sort of pulled off and pulls off um, this balance between uh, sort of unexpected humor and unexpected places, and I, I I didn't write it, so I can say I think that there's some some poetry in our show that is one of the things I love about it. And I think um, there's just brutality in it, which is true to Elmore's writing also. And there's a strange sort of juxtaposition of funny things and and horrifying things. And um, it's I think it's a really I will say as a producer, like it's a it's a high bar and. Um, I, and I am in awe of the writers who make this show, and it's not just because they're on strike. I, like the, I, the, the, people are asking us earlier, like, why bring it back? But this was a group of people who loved each other so much in making it. Like, why not bring it back? Because um, I've rarely seen like a team of people in terms of a cast and some writers collaborate in this way. And the last day on set of the original show. Caitlin Deaver was there with her guitar playing for all of us, and everybody was weeping. Um, so it, it felt like we didn't have the same unfinished business, say, as like Shiv and Tom or something. <laughs> but, but there was some unfinished business. Like Raylan was left in, you know, kind of, um, there was a real question about how he'd look at his life a couple years later. So everyone was excited to explore those things. Vivian, according to my math in my head, you must have been seven or eight when the series premiered. Does that, does that sound right? Correct. I assume that the family did not sit around at that point and watch every episode, but when did you first watch Justified? I when did you first watch it? I have never seen the show, but I have to say, this is, we, okay, let me explain. My dad never wanted... Well, never. We never really were. We never watched my dad's work, my siblings and I, because it's kind of strange. She saw me in a play once. (laughs) So I did see Rango, the animated movie. She saw me in a cartoon. (laughs) Yes, so that's my answer. (laughs) But it wasn't something you watched in, in secret with friends when he wasn't around. No, I don't think I'd. I love my dad, but I'm not that interested in... (laughs) (laughs) 
so I guess the question is, when did you become interested? When did you decide this was the thing you wanted to do? You know what? I'm not that interested in your answer. (laughs) I became interested when I heard there was a role available for... (laughs) So... Wow. Why not audition? And, and you thought you would be able to play Timothy's daughter? You thought you'd be able to handle that? Yes. And so how did the conversation go when you told him that was what you wanted to do? Well, it went well. Um, he said, sure, just audition. And so I did. <laughs> and yeah, and... Uh, he came to visit me. Uh, my mom and my dad came to visit me in college because I was in my freshman year at the time. And then we did the audition tape there and sent it in. So you said just audition. I'm curious what your internal monologue was saying at that point. <laughs> I, my wife and I talked about it. And, and um, we knew we were going to be shooting over the summer and she needed a job. And we thought this would be a good one. <laughs> so we we talked about it for a while, and, and then um, you know we we oh, I'm so so interested. Uh, we uh, yeah, it was a long conversation. Anyway, we uh, she, my wife thought it was a good idea, and so uh, you know I I went along with it. And, and I can say I th- there she her read came in with a batch of about 40 other people, and we got very little heads up. It was just like, take a look, do what you, you know, see what you guys think. Anything works. And I promise you, there wasn't even, I, it's true, there wasn't even a question. It was, it was really obvious to all of us that this was the right call, but it wasn't like um, Tim said, let's cast my daughter. It was like, partners, let's take a look and see what you think. And she, she won it. She was great. We, we, I mean, she always wanted to do it. We just never let her. And so <laughs> we, we had an instinct that she'd be good at it and that she'd work hard. And, and uh, I, I told Sarah and the other producers that, um, you know, I wouldn't have we wouldn't have brought it up if we didn't think she could handle it. And um, and just the audition process with her was a, a joy. It was a pleasure. She worked super hard, and it, it was very fun. And I told them that. I said, I just, working with her on the audition, I, was, I thought to myself, this would be a fun person to work with. Um, and I said, and I won't say anything more uh, and let them take it from there. It's obviously, though, a very, very different form of interaction than you guys ever would have had before. Each of you give me something that you learned about the other from this experience. I'm not really interested in what she thinks. I want you to know. I've learned that um, it takes a long time for him to have his makeup done. He's a... This is fucking bullshit. More than I thought. Guys, 
Boyd and Addy have been here, and then no one's asked him a single question. I'm getting to them. Let's get to that. There's some quality humiliation going on here, and I'm enjoying it. This is not what I signed up for. I feel like I'm on Jerry Springer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This could be, you know what? That, I mean, that's, that mantle's open. You know what I mean? Like, you could run with that. So what did you learn about Vivian? Nothing new. You know. I will say, no, my dad is a very hard worker, and it was amazing to watch him work. Wow. Well, <laughs> you, you have been trained very wondered, well already. Well done. Wow. Yeah, I've always wondered, like, what is he actually doing for work? <laughs> and so it, it was interesting to see that he's getting paid to be a child. Um, <laughs> She's not wrong. <laughs> That's, that, is, that is part of the lure of the job. Is that you get to you know, play make-believe. So, Boyd and Adelaide. Um, <laughs> I mean, we can keep talking about Vivian if you want, but it's... Yeah. No, um, had you guys watched Justified or had Timothy not wanted you to watch either? Yeah. You're not the father, Tim. Um, no, I, I'm originally from Eastern Kentucky, so I I, I kind of boycotted the show up until <laughs> uh, up until um, uh, my mom uh, asked me to watch it over and over. She's a, such a fan of the show, and um, never told me that. Yeah, she loved it. She loves you. She would in love with you. Yep. Um, sorry, Dad. Uh, but uh, yeah, I. I I hadn't really seen the show up until I got offered the, the part. And then I went back and sort of rinsed the, the five seasons and I had a, a buddy who worked on the show. There, there were six. <laughs> but my buddy was in the fifth show. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it's true. So, um, yeah, he said, well, is, is, uh, is Michael Dinner doing it? Dave Andron? I don't know. Graham and Chris Provisano and all these guys are doing it. I said, yeah. I said, well, run towards that job. The, the, the shit you get, will get a say on the show will, will blow your mind. So um, I signed up. Yeah. Well, because you'd never seen the sixth season. <laughs> I didn't know what happened in the if sixth If you'd seen the sixth season, you're like, this is a terrible idea. They're going to fuck up a really good ending. You know what I mean? You would have been like, this is a bad idea, guys. We should pull the plug. You guys finished it off. Well, great. Why are you bringing it back? <laughs> lucky, be, lucky me. It was lucky for you. You never watched the whole thing. <laughs> yep. Yep. And Adelaide. Uh, yeah, I watched the show. Um, I did a, well, I've said this already, but I, I did a play with um, Tim, uh, Kenneth Lonergan play, um, which Tim was incredible in. And... Um, when I was working with him on... She's Australian. <laughs> it's always a little surprise. Always a little freaky. Uh, um, she was also great in the play. Oh, no. Um, and, 
Yeah, and I so I, I watched Justified just so I know I knew um, who I was working with, and and at the time I was like I can't quite get a handle on him, and then I watched the show and I was like, that's what he's doing. Um, and then uh, yeah, and then when this job uh, came uh, came up, I um, I rewatched everything and and I lo- I you know paid closer attention to the female roles and I loved them and was really excited about it and yeah here we are so (laughs) I I know actors don't like to talk about bad guy roles as being villains I've heard the I've heard the explanation that every you know everyone's the hero of their own story a lot of times your characters they seem like they're not necessarily doing good things here how would you say (laughs) How would you say that they're actually the heroes of Justified City Primeval? Uh, oh, um, well, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're just figuring it out, you know. <laughs> just, That's what heroes do. They just figure it out. <laughs> Sandy's high most of the time, so she's really thinking about two hours in front of her. Um, so she's not responsible for what happens. <laughs> he is. I thought Tim was the antagonist. <laughs> what would you say motivates him that, that is a, a, val- a valorous thing that he's trying to accomplish in, in strange ways? Um, I think Clement thinks he's going to be a rock star one day. And this will just be a, a, a cool story he tells everybody on social media. <laughs> yeah. And he wants some money, I guess. Yeah. So we are running low on time, and I guess the, the question people are wanting is, is wanting to know is, is this going to be a one-off? Is this going to be a thing where you're going to come back in 10 years and do it again? Or could you see yourself wanting to do this again a year or two from now? I mean, thank you. (laughs) At least one person in the audience wants multiple seasons. Look, I'd show up. I I had a good time. Every time we've done this, I've had a good time. So I'd show up. Sarah, from your perspective? If he shows up, I show up. Yeah. And, and yeah, for sure. We all feel that way. We love this thing. And and, and, sure. and Vivian, are you okay with playing his daughter again at some point? I'm, I'm free. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank everyone for coming out tonight. And thank you to Sarah, to Vivian, to Adelaide, to Boyd, and to Timothy. You have been listening to the TV Campfire Podcast, hosted by ATX TV co-founders Emily Gibson and Caitlin McFarland, and produced by Jennifer Morgan. This conversation was recorded live at ATX TV Festival Season 12 in Austin, Texas, between June 1st and 4th, 2023. For more information on the festival and becoming an ATX TV member, follow us at ATX Festival or visit atxfestival.com.